jagged up tonight in the glory. from a human spirit is the outpouring of divine love through revelation. Heavenly Father, give us revelations of divine love that we may be an outpouring of glory. about Jesus in your heart and have a fresh start so your life don't end up like a big fart. Amen. Glory. Shaba. Shaba. It's going to take the next uh, 15 years and dedicate it to getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. This bar time on the divine wine. Make your faces shine all the time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You guys, you guys all right? <laughs> Give him a laugh offering if you're saved. Ha ha ha. Pretty funny. Pretty funny situation down here on Earth, Lord Jesus. The joke's on the devil, though. Go ahead, take a couple minutes to laugh at yourself. <laughs> That's the funniest thing that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> the mind is only as healthy as it can laugh at its own soul. Because the only hope for the soul is Christ in the belly. And Christ's joy going to whack you up. Thank you, Jesus. Revelations of grace in this place. The chosen race. Spray our eyes with mace of grace. <laughs> Holy Ghost pepper spray. We need the glory bear spray. Like in boot camp. What do they do there? You go into a sealed chamber and you get gassed. And let's see how we handle getting the baptism of Jesus' gas tonight. Amen. <laughs> you guys know science. The only way you get fire is through gas. Highly explosive stuff. Gas us with the glory. 
Everyone gets a glory gas mask. Just keep wearing it. Your brain will get renewed. One thing I've noticed about growing in the spirit, glowing in the spirit. <laughs> is that the soul doesn't grow. The flesh doesn't grow either. Only the spirit grows, and my soul is constantly astonished that it's never grown in Christ in 23 years. My soul is still looking at my spirit like, really, I still don't get anything? I get nothing? No, you get crucified. The soul only gets crucified. The only part of you in heaven growing is the spirit part of you. That's the realizing of the glory. And the sword of the spirit is separating your mind from your spirit so you can be encouraged by actual growth. The enemy encourages you with soul growth. And that is growing further and further away from God. The soul only grows in witchcraft. If the soul doesn't grow in the cross, it grows in religion. Most deceiving religion is not Roman Catholicism or Lutheranism or even the Evangelical Free or the Southern Baptist Sensationist. The most deceiving religion in the world is charismatic religion. That's the only type of religion that the principalities are ultimately interested in. That's where they rob you the most. That's the only place Jezebel, your arch nemesis, as a prophetic people even dwells. The counterfeit charismatic is your number one arch nemesis. And it's only in the soul. So when you're growing in your spirit, the evidence of it is that the soul still doesn't get anything. If the soul's getting something, it's not God. If the spirit's getting it, then it's the father of spirits. And you gotta know tonight he's madly in love with you. It might be misunderstood because of the soulish priority. Revelation is the spiritual priority. But you cannot know God's love towards you unless it's spiritually discerned because God's a spirit. The soul thinks it can interpret love. It's always wrong. Every judgment that the soul has ever made about yourself or about others is the enemy 100% of the time. That's why spiritual growth only comes through carrying your cross, which is crucifying your heart. Right here, the soul, right here. This is your soul. Your heart is your soul. And your mind will follow your heart. Out of your heart proceed the issues of life, which means the brain is following your heart your whole life automatically. The interesting thing is crucifying the heart and having the brain follow the spirit, and that's called living in the eye of God. That's living in the glory. The only place you ever find someone consistent in the glory that's not seeking the glory and trying to find the glory is someone who's got inside-minded who's realized the glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the hope of the brain staying attached so you don't go insane. Any mind that's not in the new wine is lying. 
the mind not controlled and contached. What does the Bible say? Stay attached to the vine. How do you bear fruit? Fruit that lasts? Well, the brain has to stay attached. Where is your mind? In heavenly places, often second heavenly places. That's where Jezebel is. That's where all the demons are, all the high-ranking demons, the enemies of the church. But if you put your brain in the third heaven, which is putting in your belly, you overcome it all instantly, just like a little child. You don't have to be a super grown-up, super apostle to overcome the devil. You just have to be a little child who puts their brain in their belly. Put your brain in your spirit, and you've overcome the world in Christ. Christ has already conquered all spiritual evil. You're not conquering Jack Diddley's squad. You're simply returning your mind to his victories over everything that exists. You're not going to be able to boast before God saying, but I conquered Satan. No, you didn't. Jesus did. All you did was get out of the world and put your head in his victory, which is in your spirit. You will. The Bible says you'll be a co-heir with Christ and you'll share in his inheritance, which is the conquering of the devil. The only way that you legally will sustain that inheritance is if your mind is inside your spirit where the throne of Jesus is. So all revelation is to take you deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And it ain't on there. Alice, Apostle Alice knows that it's within. There is no spiritual growth except growing inward. Not into the soul. Putting the brain in the soul, you're already in there. You'll actually just find Satan. That's where the river Nile is. You'll find religious demons. The Bible says in Jeremiah, the heart is wicked beyond knowing. Well, then you begin to know how wicked the heart is. And it's like, oh, man, how, how can God love me? I'm so discouraged. I'm such a... I'm such a freaking mess, Lord. How can you even like me? What about the stuff I've done? But once you get past yourself, literally grow into the place where your eyes come off of you and your eyes are on Him, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, author and perfecter of your faith, when your eyes, which is your skull, your eyes are in your mind, your outer court eyes, transfigured by the renewing of your outer court. Romans 12.2 says the outer court, when it looks into the Holy of Holies, that's what changes you. That's what transforms you. That's what elevates you. That's how you share in his victories over Satan. Jesus has finished his works. The Bible says in Hebrews, Christ has finished all his works. The issue is sharing in his finished works, and there are finished works. I mean, he said it is finished. And now the greater works you're going to do is a manifestation of him seated at the right hand of God when you get your brain in your rich treasury of glory. You know you got a rich treasury of glory? Yeah! Most important revelation of the hour. Have you found the treasure house in the wine cellar? Yeah! It's like Scrooge McDuck on crack. Remember... Uh, Ducktails. He'd jump in his big safe and he'd swim in his gold coins. That's every person who puts their mind in their spirit and finds Jesus Christ in there. 
sea of glass, no sea of gold. It's glass because that's what it looks like when you melt down gold, silver, gold, and gemstones. And he who sits upon the golden sea is pure gemstone glory, which is all the manifestations of God the Father that you can see and be set free in the glory. <laughs> oh, Shaba. <laughs> Shiki Baba. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the mind just gets so serious, you know, and you just, you gotta just remind your mind that your spirit is not in a serious place. And it's not as bad as your brain ever tells you. And I'm not inside my human blood, so I don't have to worry about nothing. You got a blood covenant in heaven. If our hearts condemn us, we have someone in us greater than our hearts. If your heart speaks anything to your mind, see crucifixion in the growing of the cross is no longer listening to yourself. I don't listen to my ideas, ideas I know I'm full of crap. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a gospel from man. There's no gospel from earth. We have a gospel from God in heaven who dwells in our spirit through the shed blood of Jesus, the Holy Ghost, God himself inside the temple. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, your body is that temple. And Jesus is pure, uncut love dwelling in your spirit. And the more your mind finds out by drinking it, the more accurate you'll speak out of the treasure house. The key of wisdom is bringing out of your treasure house anything that's needed all the time. What's needed? The word of life, the word of grace. What is treasure? Bringing big gemstones out of your belly flow and rivers of gemstones. John 7, 38, but of this he spoke of the treasures of the Holy Ghost. You gotta live out of the treasure house. This is the creator in you following all the way through. Just get out of the way and let God say hooray. Amen. 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 <laughs> hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> yeah. <Woo. laughs> oh, Shabba. Good, good. Let it pass on through, all the way through, all the way through. More, more, more. Jesus. There's always more of the Holy Ghost. You start to wine and dine in the divine kind, it's just getting started. And you can't overdose on the Holy Ghost. You just begin to know the most. How many of y'all know the more you know, the more you glow? Bible says in the New Covenant, knowledge is intimacy. Singing a constant love song from your heart. Everyone that got glorified in the Bible sang a song. The song of Mary, the song of Moses, the song of the Lamb. Revelation 15, the song of Jesus Christ. Do you know the song of the Lamb? It's the song of songs. It's the love song of the heart singing the spirit in perfect union with God the Father. You'll start singing a divine angelic song 
as you get high on the glory bomb. And you just put your mind right into the spirit and just start singing. Kumbaya. That might be my heart song, Kumbaya. It came on one night at Joel's bar with a children's choir. I'd never even heard it before that I can remember. I just thought it was so drunk and funny. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Living in the prophetic, always exciting. Never a dull moment, because you're frying the natural realm. And you realize you are the spirit realm. I'm not entering in the spirit realm. I'm born of spirit. I am the spirit realm. You are the spirit realm. Now I'm encapsulating the natural realm with just who I am in Christ effortlessly by just being a being. Not a doing, a being. Resting in the spirit, the spirit manifesting through the being. You are the being of God, the light being. Hebrews 1, the Bible calls him a light being. You're the image bearing of God. If you image bear God with your spirit, you're not so much a man or a woman, you're a being. <laughs> and a being just bees. Easy, breezy beings that know how to just stay in absorption ecstasy all the time. You know absorption? It means that my spirit through osmosis is constantly drinking from my Heavenly Father who's encapsulated me by revelations of divine love. You know what a revelation is? An area where you can drink from God's spirit. If you lack revelation, it's just a lack of life and energy into your spirit, so the flesh is superior in that part of your body. So you, your light being, or your spirit being, the new creature in Christ, is altogether born of spirit and water. John 3, it is written. Now, it's like a silhouette of light and it gels. It gets thicker and thicker and denser and denser, glory to glory isn't so much an expanse as it is a density in the same size of your body as spirit conquers the same bodies you're living in right now. And you just look like a being of light and your flesh gets eaten by the light being the more revelation you have. You know what living forever is? The spirit has conquered your body. Consciousness of your body is your body conquering your spirit. So you need to revelate until you levitate out of body and eat your body into your spirit and that is the truth anyhow you know overcoming the world is just overcoming your own body with no longer identifying with any part of the external man and just eating it like fertilizer your body is the pitch of noah's ark as it was in the days of noah i'm going to use the pitch the five tar pits of abraham in Genesis 14, all of that tar is the external of the five senses. He conquered the five kings before he met God face to face. Genesis 14, it is written, which means you'll conquer these five senses, these five tar pits, as you devour the outer man with unmerited, unconditional, unlimited grace in your inner man. If you understand that God has born again your spirit, then you know he has given your spirit grace without measure.
It's not being good so you can have grace in favor of God. It's unlimited for your inner man, which bears God's image because it's born of God, it's fathered with God. He's a good father, which means he will constantly take care of the part of you that bears his image. And it ain't the outer part of you. It's the inner part of you, the spirit part of you. The spirit is greater than the flesh, so far greater. It's the invincibility of the Holy Ghost. Your spirit has the Holy Ghost genetics in it. Already, and you ain't gonna get more. Now it's just your mind valuing your spirit, which will take a lot of the Word of God. You'll have to eat a lot. But when you can begin to separate soul from spirit, Hebrews 4.12, you can begin to win against sin in a major way. The enemy can't deceive you into works, into religion, into all kinds of false teachings because you'll know the heavenly flow in the glow on the inside. You'll understand how to abide and go for the ride of your life where there is no strife, even with an unbeliever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he will follow through. It's going to take you realizing how weak your body is and your soul is in a good way to find the strength in your spirit. The wilderness is a place where you find the strength of the Holy Ghost in you. You can't cross the Jordan into promised land until you discover the Holy Ghost's ability to sustain the inner man despite outside circumstances. This is how you get rock solids, the anchor for the soul, which means you can't be moved by anything externally, no storm, no attack, no persecution, no person, no relationship, like Job, except on the Holy Ghost and the New Covenant on the inside, where you're unshakable by anything. Which means your inner man is as rock solid as God the Father. That's where you gotta grow to. Knowing Him on the inside with unlimited grace, understanding the New Covenant thoroughly, so you can't be moved by any false teaching of externalism. Which means it don't matter what the world throws at you, what religion tells you, you're so solid on the inside, you're already glorified in your spirit, and the benefit of the expansion of your spirit will be the world added unto you because you sought first the kingdom, which is his righteousness of God in Christ formed on the inside. Jesus sharing that body with you and you're consciously aware of the greater one in you and you're totally oblivious to he that's in the world because it's so bright in the heavenly light and there is no night in that city where he's already at and so are you. You just gotta let your brain find out about it. You're letting your brain know who you are now that you're born again because it doesn't believe. The brain's an unbeliever. There's only one unbeliever on earth. It's called the human brain. Don't tell me your brain has become a believer. If you've matured in Christ, your spirit is the spirit of faith and your brain is crucified with Christ. Or it's like the brain just gets turned off which means there's no more pride. And few have ever grown to that point, but we're gonna take the whole generation there. Where the brain has zero and the spirit has 100%. You know, that is the promised land. 
You know what the promise line is? The spirit conquering the brain. It's actually very, very rare. Most people speak out of the heart and the soul. You got to speak out of the river, the voice of many waters. You got to spend so much time in this temple, not an external religion. That'll lead you away from God. You got to spend time in the temple. You feel your hands buzzing. You need to feed, feed your spirit so that your spirit gels with so much light that it convinces your brain that the inner man with Christ in it is more real than the outer man. The outer man with death in it. The outer man has Satan in it. The angel of death is the outer man. Death will be swallowed up in victory when the inner man is fully strengthened in the word of God by the brain not valuing externalism. Having no identity with the flesh. The Bible says, we shall know no one after the flesh. Which is after the dead and decaying part of a person. You must legally only know each other after the eternal spirit part of each other. Otherwise, you're not having fellowship. You're having fellowship. Because you're working in the manure pile of the outer man. Cheesy and it's corny and it's gross. It's the beast talking. You know, love is gonna be unconditional love towards beasts that talk. It's not like you get out a big stick and be like, stop talking, beasts. It's just like the white dove. The white dove just flies away. I just can't hang out. I can't hang out with you guys anymore. <laughs> The white dove wings take you up into a high and lofty place, far above the human race. You know, the reign of Christ is the word of God through the animals down below. He's not, there's no evangelism down below. That's the devil deceiving you. There's no evangelism below. Evangelism can only be from the high place. Proverbs says wisdom speaks from the high place. Don't tell me there's evangelism down in the valley of death. You're just as deceived as the lost people. Hallelujah. Evangelism is the high place because you're only going to lead them to the elevation you're speaking from by the amount of resurrection glory of the inner man. We have become the living amongst the dead by the internal moral and spiritual resurrection of the Holy Ghost in our spirit, not practicing externalism. All deception in Christianity is the brain on the outside. All revelation in Christianity is the brain in the spirit. Spirit. Let the spirit spirit right through the heart and the consciousness of self becomes zero. Flat line dead without even a heartbeat, but it's actually just a headache. Because it's living in delusion. You can't identify with your age. You can't identify with male or female. You can't identify with your education. It's illegal. You don't have an identity outside of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is your new identity. You're an identical twin to Jesus. The Bible says it. You've been made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you're joined to Him, one spirit with the Lord. 
which means any identification with anything else other than the spirit of Jesus on earth is total delusion. People down here saying I'm black and white, you're deceived. You're not black, you're not white, you're not yellow, you're not red, you're not male, you're not female, you're not Greek, you're not Hebrew. You're a spirit with the Holy Ghost in it. And when your brain actually experiences it, you start releasing the divine love. Because only being free from the flesh releases divine love. If you're caught in the natural realm, you're incapable of loving, because loving is the gift of God in the spirit. The spirit is love. Out of your belly flows love. How does it get out of the belly? Because the soul believes the truth. Faith in the truth, believing the truth, sets the soul free. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free from what? The world. The fallen angels telling you you're male or female, you're white or black, you're red or yellow, you're poor or rich, you're five or twenty-five. No, your spirit and your spirit age depends on the development of the renewal of your mind in your spirit of Jesus Christ in your spirit. You know how you grow your spirit? By believing that Jesus is in there and then experiencing it day in and day out. That's what a disciple does. They live out of the treasure house. You know what the wine cellar is? Someone whose mind is constantly experiencing the wine vine of Jesus' bloodline that's literally inside the spiritual stomach of everyone born again. How many brains tap into the wine vine? You can have all these people bewitched. They don't even know about the vineyards in them. <laughs> Let love awaken them. Love awakens hearts. I preach to awaken hearts, Paul says. I preach to attach your mind to the divine kind of the new wine in your bellies as much as you can drink to shut off all the stinking think. Amen? This thing can only be pacified if it's satisfied on the glory. The glory is the crucifixion of the soul. You're not crucified with pain. You're crucified with bliss. You're crucified with the fresh blood of Jesus, which is the fresh glory, the fresh oil. He anoints my head with fresh oil. Do I get the fresh oil today and the crown of thorns tomorrow? The crown of thorns is the oil. The crown of thorns is the crown of anointing oil. It's the crown of glory. The demon is always adding additives through the external senses deceiving us, which is called stealing our birthright because of our immaturity and lack of revelation. You get rock solid in the spirit of glory in your center. You don't get deceived anymore. The Bible says you won't be like infants tossed to and fro by the fallen angels because your mind is connected to the throne of glory. You get constantly satisfied on his glory. You get completely and totally rock solid on the throne of the Lamb and you can't be moved anymore. What does the enemy do for a person that comes to that level of maturity? And you all are persecute them. They basically persecute them like Job. They say, you're wrong. You've joined a cult. You need to come out of that high and lofty place. You don't love others. You're, you're so selfish now. All those things. I've heard them a ten hundred thousand times. You're like, don't go deeper in the glory. It's selfish. You hear every single complaint of the fallen angels will be breathed through sinners around you. 
as you go into the glory. And we're all guilty of that. Some of you still speak like that. You need to, you need to stop. The ones that still speak like that, you are actually lepers. Leprosy is the sin of the mouth. So we're cleansing lepers today. Amen. Which means the mouth is not going to speak from the natural realm. The mouth is going to speak from the glory realm. Out of your mouth flows the rivers of crystal clear living water. Out of your mouth you'll agree with what the Father says. Extravagant, outrageous, scandalous grace. Drunken love intoxicating the undeserving heart and soul and body constantly. Because it's only in that goodness, that saturation, that baptism that the body can experience salvation with the Spirit. He's saving your souls and your bodies. He's saving goats. If He didn't save goats, none of us get saved. Because we all have pride in our souls. There's so much pride in our soul, we're equal to the fallen angels. But then the cross comes into the fallen angel pride in our souls, and the soul shares with the equality of Jesus Christ in our spirit, which is true holiness. True humility is agreeing through the crucifixion of the soul with the fullness of the King of glory, I am that I am. If you can't say I am that I am from your spirit, then you're not in union with the I am. Those that overcome will sit with me on my throne, it is written. If you're seated on his throne, does that make you God? Have I not said you are gods? In this world we are Jesus. Do you believe Jesus is God? In this world we are God. You know the verse, in this world we are Jesus. It is written. In this world we are almighty God. The issue is the soul, fallen angels are like, yeah, yep, 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 believe that because they don't, they haven't realized the glory. I want you to believe that. And so we get it in the soul. Next thing you know, we're operating in fallen angel pride. But I got a verse for it. Well, it's in your soul, so it's pride no matter what. It's the dead letter killing everyone. So now you're better than everyone through soul. Now you're exactly like the fallen angels. Now you're in love with everyone through the crucifixion of your heart. Amen? Grace, grace, grace. They will come out of soulishness. What is Babylon the Great? Charismatic witchcraft is what it is. They'll come out of Babylon the Great. They'll come out of soulishness, crying great grace. And great grace was upon them all, which means they're in the spirit. They're in the spirit of glory with all their soul and their mind, which means no consciousness of self. Everyone knows each other after the spirit. You can all read each other's thoughts. Your thought life is transfigured, so you're, the thoughts of the Father are passing through you like a river. The river of life is the thought life of the living God. So how much of his thought life is shared with your mind the exact measure that you sacrificed your heart to the Holy Spirit today? We need a deeper commitment to the Holy Ghost in your belly. And you're not going to have it your way. Your traditional Christianity is going to burn. God's not interested in your interpretation of Scripture. We need to go to the Holy Ghost like I know nothing. Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit of Truth. You know everything. And then test it with two or three prophets that are like a hundred times more mature than you. With, with signs and wonders that live in the glory, that are consistent. So you don't become lone rangers in some kind of strange mental illness. Which you see all the time because of a lack of accountability. You always need a clan 
and a tribe to grow in Christ. The Bible says there's 12 nations, book of Revelation, not old covenant, new covenant. Each tribe has clans and all the clans have families. Israel is set up as 12 tribes eternally in the book of Revelation. You're in a tribe right now. This is a tribe. There are many families in this tribe. There are many clans. There's many clans. You can look within this tribe and find multiple, multiple clans where it's like a different clan, but it's the same tribe because that's how God the Father created the kingdom of heaven to be. And then you have your identity in that tribe, in that clan, and you can just accentuate and benefit and bless every other clan and family once you know who you are in Christ and you stop trying to be someone else. And your spirit has the Holy Ghost telling your brain the truth because you've been eating the word. So fire, it literally shoots up from your spirit and illuminates your mind. You know how the spirit speaks to you? The Bible says unctions. Who are the sons of God? The Bible says only those that are spirit-led, which means belly-led. Out of your belly flows rivers of the Holy Ghost, only comes out of the human belly. That's what the Bible teaches. So if you're, if the Holy Spirit is not coming out of your belly through your brain, that you're not in a place of maturity yet, which means you need pastors. Thank God for pastors, shepherds, keepers of the flock. Because if your brain is not hearing accurately from the unction of the anointing, from your anointed one Savior in your own spirit, you're not clearly led and you'll end up dead. A lot of them just fall off a cliff with a herd of goats. And it's very sad it's not supposed to be that way. That's why you have to be within clans and families and tribes as long as it's the one the Spirit of God is leading you in. As long as you're Spirit-led, you're doing everything right. If you're not Spirit-led, you know, you're wandering away from the fathering of God. And that's why terrible accidents happen to Christians and believers all the time. It's not enough to be a believer. Demons believe and shudder. Every demon's a believer in Jesus Christ. Doesn't do him any good. Every demon knows the Bible is true, doesn't help him at all. Believing is not enough. Obedience and sacrifice both. You need obedience and sacrifice both into the realm of being fathered by God, having your soul transformed, is what it takes to grow in Christ. So you put yourself in the place where the Holy Spirit's training you, building up your spirit, in the community you're supposed to be with, amongst the believers you're supposed to be with. He grew, look at the Bible, he grew every community with citywide churches in the New Testament. There was no Lone Rangers. The ones that were alone were all demon-possessed. Paul would have to come around and just shred people. He's the shredder. And just, I, I hope I don't have to come to you in such fury, with, with such intimidating volume. I hope that you can take care of your mess before I get there so you don't dislike the way that I come to you. It is written. Which means deal with all of the sin in your life. Get yourself right with God where your heart knows you're supposed to be and serve God in that place. And if you're weak and the demon is just beating the hell out of you, you need to make some changes in your life. You need some new friends. You need to... You know, oftentimes we get beat up because we're malnourished and we don't really understand how demonized we are. We can't get out of the demonic influence. And so the demonic attack forces our soul in desperation to God for God to strengthen our spirit. We, I see that all the time. It's not ideal 
But oftentimes, God uses the devil. The Bible says in the red letters in the book of Revelation, Satan's going to put some of you in prison for 10 days and endure to the end, and you get the crown of life, which means you're going to go through some serious hellish testing, and it's not because you're good. It's because you got a lot of stuff in you that belongs to the enemy that needs to get stripped out of you. You'd never get it stripped out of you, out of your soul, unless the demons came and stripped it out of you. Because there's stuff in you that doesn't belong to God, and the devil is very greedy, and he was given sin. And we can't see our own sin half the time. Half of our sin, it's impossible individually to see it. You are blind to 50% of the sin in your soul. That's what the prophetic is for, to make every heart laid bare, it is written. And that's why people hate murder the prophets, because it reveals the hidden sin. It reveals the stuff and junk in us that we don't want to deal with, that we bury in our personality. We bury in our hearts, and that's the blockages in there, trying to be something we're not, or just pretending and faking it, or just just a total mess. And it's all of that just gets circumcised. The circumcision of the heart is the sword of the Spirit, wielded in the mouths of prophetic believers, they can get that stuff out to the surface and dealt with and judged by a holy God. The more you get judged in your heart, the cleaner you're going to feel, the brighter your eyes will be, the more joy you'll have, your personality get glorified. You, you won't have any more fear. Everything you say will be creative power and glory and bliss. Your personality be infused with joy. You know what? A lack of glory in our personality is living in a facade, in a counterfeit animal form of what our angel looks like. What our spirit is actually like. The personality of our spirit is trying to transform the personality of our soul. How many of y'all know if you're unstable, it's because you're double-minded? What is double-minded? Having a personality of the flesh and a personality of the spirit. So anyone that's carnal, or is everyone that's immature in Christ schizophrenic? Yeah, the Bible says it. You have a flesh nature and a spirit nature. That's what infancy in Christ is. You're freaking crazy. And that's why Christianity is such a madhouse. It's the complete removal of the carnal personality for the spirit consistency. You have the mind of Christ where in you, the glory, Colossians 1.27, the new mind, the mind of Christ is the spirit of glory. It's like a rainbow around his head in Revelation. That rainbow is the seven spirits of God. That's the Holy Ghost. And as you sacrifice your old Jew, and find the new you. See, you have to discover the new you first. Otherwise, your whole identity is in, this is all I have. You're attacking all I have. No, it's not all you have. You have a spirit with a completely different nature. In it. And when you're young in the Lord, you haven't found that nature. And when so the prophetic actually attacks the old nature, it attacks your identity because that's all you've ever found about yourself. You've never discovered the glory. So the revelation of the new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creature, the old, the soulish, the heart, the human blood, the human feelings, the human mindsets, the human will has passed away, which means it's a corpse. It's as dead as Satan is. And if you put your brain in there, you'll feel as bad as the devil does. And you'll participate in all the things the devil does because you put your mind in the realm of the devil. 
But if you keep your mind constantly renewed in the glory realm in you, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. You will only experience heaven. After you're born again, if you keep your brain in your spirit, you'll have the best day of your life consecutively, every day for eternity, forevermore. That's what real Christianity is. Real Christianity is the brain always submitted and under the spirit. This other stuff is just bewitchment. It's Satan. And people think Satan is a part of Christianity. No, it's only because we sin after we're born again. It's true. If you don't sin after you're born again, you only experience heaven on earth constantly. You never have a negative thing. They could chop off your arm, but you'd be in heaven. I can't even feel it. Did they release the balls yet? You're in four you're in four pieces, brother. I can't feel it. I'm in total ecstasy. Ten thousand watts of Holy Ghost morphine surging through my veins and arteries every moment because my brain is not in the earth dimension. It's not dead. I'm not brain dead. Brain alive. You understand he wants to renew your mind? How do you get heaven to earth through the renewing of the mind? Renewal of the mind is the path of righteousness. Is your mind renewed to your spirit? That's how much heaven you're experiencing in your life right now. If your mind's not renewed to Christ in your spirit, you're not experiencing heaven. You're experiencing you. I think we should be sick and tired of experiencing ourselves. You know, ultimately the gospel is given to us to overcome ourselves. It is the arch nemesis of self-love. You can take your self-love and throw it into the lake of fire. Book of Jude says the highest level of rebellion is to be a lover of self. They will be lovers of self in the last times. Oh, God forbid. That's 90% of fake Christianity today is self-love. You need to love yourself. Love yourself and go buy that BMW. Love yourself. You've earned it. You deserve it. I tell you what. You love Jesus, Jesus be a river in you and he'll reward you. God's the rewarder of those who diligently seek you. If you reward yourself, you get no rewards. You need to seek Jesus. Jesus is your reward. What the Bible say? God is their great reward. Those who seek God must believe He exists and He's the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Come on. What's the reward? Living in heaven and having earth washed. See, if you reward yourself, the sorrow is not removed from the reward. It's still sad. It still has consequences. But if the angels added unto you because Christ is formed in you and the Lamb of God gets everything in the universe, the Bible says, if you can make room for the Lamb of God to be formed in you, angels will keep bringing the Lamb in you more and more rewards because you just got out of the way. You, you're never going to get anything. Just get that out of your head right now. You know, the Lamb of God lives in you, and the Lamb of God will get a lot of stuff to the same measure you'll be rewarded is as you allow the Lamb of God to be formed inside your soul. If your spirit manifests the Lamb of God, angels from the Father's throne add good things that are washed in the river, sanctified and sorrow-free unto the Lamb in your soul. This is how you get rewards. This is how you have heaven on earth. 
So you have heaven in your spirit. You're God inside minded. The pure in heart see God. So you're looking right at the lamb on the inside all the time. And guess what? The angels are working for the lamb. They're not working for you. You just dissolve. You get over yourself. I don't even have a name. I'll write a new name on their forehead. What's the old name on your forehead? It's your name. Your name is the old name, the beast's name. What is 666 the mark of your human name? That's what it says in Greek, the mark of a human being. It's the mark of your name. I'm going to erase your name from your forehead. Amen. This is called getting saved now. It's written in the word. And I'm going to write a new name on their forehead, the seal of the Lamb of God, the seal of the Lamb's name, which is only consciously aware of the glory all the time. This is how you live constantly in the cloud. Cloud by day, fire by night. Consistent. What is consistency? I don't have a name. And guess what happens? He'll actually honor your name. It doesn't mean that, oh, I... I, you look at your driver's license and it just nothing there. You know, you need wisdom. These are prophetic mysteries. You're going to need some wisdom for this stuff. You still have, you know what happens if you honor his name and you get over your name? He'll actually glorify your name publicly. He'll actually honor your name as a superstar in the kingdom of heaven. Paul's famous. Abraham's famous. You go to their house and it's just like going into these big mega mansions. Super celebrities of the kingdom of heaven, not just for a generation, for eternity. Super celebrities. And they are, and they should be, because God honors his friends. You become his friend, friend by getting over yourself. Oh, hallelujah. You know, getting over yourself is another name for the forgiveness of sin. Practicing self is the essence of sin. What's the horror of Babylon? Christianity for self. The bless me club. How about Christianity for God the Father's pleasure? That's what ecstasy is. That the person no longer lives for themselves at all. I don't make decisions for me. Every decision is for the pleasure of the Father. And the Father's got great taste, so you're going into great pleasure. At my right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's in the Lamb of God, which means the cross will crucify earthly pleasure. The more and more you have heavenly pleasure. In Jesus' name. Well, that's true. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.24, abundant grace will be with you as each of you love our Lord Jesus Christ without corruption. Amen. Love in Christ. Philippians 1.8 God knows how much I dearly love you with the tender affection of Jesus, the Anointed One. I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight into all things. <laughs> spiritual insight into all things, which is called great wisdom. And your spirit's smart, and your flesh is crucified. Amen. Philippians 2.2, 2. so I'm asking you, my friends, 
that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love, walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unabounded joy. <laughs> and so the apostle is speaking from the Father in the Bible, and he's saying, what brings God joy? That you walk in selfless love, only aware of the glory, and no longer aware of your own soul. You know what blindness is? Soul awareness. That's what blindness is. According to Jesus Christ, you're blind if you're soul aware. According to Jesus Christ, you can see if your spirit's crucified your soul. If you're spirit aware. So we're talking to a lot of blind people tonight. We, we need a lot of healing in this place. And it's just, just to be accurate, I, I know there's a tremendous amount of blindness here. Because you can see a person's vision by how much their spirit sees and how little the flesh sees. If the spirit sees, it sees through love. It doesn't judge. It only loves. It looks at wrongdoing and it just beams. It looks at a gay pride parade and it just beams. It looks at Democrats, Na Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden, and it just beams. Oh, precious. Looks at Hunter Biden smoking his crack pipe, and it's like, precious. Precious. I love you so much. The Bible says love can't stop loving. If your love can stop loving, it's not God's love. 1 Corinthians 13, love cannot stop loving. If it's the true Holy Ghost, and it's not just some fake Holy Spirit ripping you off, it can't be shut down no matter how wicked they are. I mean, Jesus getting crucified, straight up tortured to death, and all he could do is love them. In the Bible. So divine love cannot stop and is not dependent on animals' behavior, even the most horrible atrocities. The most worst atrocity of all time was the killing of the Son of God. Still couldn't stop God from loving unconditionally. Just freaking loved. Just released love through everyone. Even after the Spirit departed and the whole sins of past, present, and future are on him, all Jesus of Nazareth could do is just love everyone. He doesn't have the ability in his genetics to do anything else. It's the greatest example of what you are becoming as the selfishness of Satan burns out of your souls. You know what the arch nemesis of love is? The divine agape love? Selfishness. Woo! And you know what the Antichrist is? Selfish Christianity. You know how you tell if you're into the Antichrist Christianity? How much you're praying for yourself. We already know because everyone who's born again has to get the fullness of Satan burned off of their spirit. This ain't just you. This is everyone who ever gets saved. You're going to deal with this for everyone. And if you've been through the fire and the baptism of fire, and it's called by Gian Guyan, annihilation. If you've been annihilated on divine love, you get annihilated on the fire of love, which is the baptism of fire, which is how your soul lives in the glory. And you tell the truth every day. The, the truth of God in grace. 
of how my soul shared in the experience of my spirit. It just becomes a pride-free zone, a selfish-free zone. But to those uncircumcised of heart and not annihilated in the baptism of fire, it looks like selfishness. They actually are attacking God the Father. In my experience, most believers, because of a lack of maturity, when they encounter God the Father, they attack Him. They'll call Him names. The, Jesus Christ said the blaspheme of God the Father is forgivable because you're all going to do it a lot. Because you have no grid for what God the Father is even like unless you're totally annihilated in the fire of God. I mean, we, we'll just speak wrongdoing. The beast is giving a mouth to what? Blaspheme? Who's the blaspheming coming from? Believers who are not annihilated. Yeah. What's the mark of the beast? The unrenewed mind of believers. Most of you got it. The truth is most of you got it. And now the truth is going to set you free when you agree with the truth. It gets the erase on your forehead, which is the erasal of the consciousness of self. The erasal of your own soul to the experience of the mind of Christ, which is the rainbow glory, the rainbow Holy Spirit, the seven spirits burning. What are they burning? Us. They're only burning us. What is walking amongst the seven golden lampstands? It's walk, walking amongst the living sacrifices called the body of Christ. You know, not everyone's got their mind inside that fire. We got these areas that we say, do not touch, keep out. I can usually bring a person to God to their maximum level of sacrifice within just a few hours. And then you make them uncomfortable because they don't want to give that much to God because they like themselves. If I went any further in your words, I'd have to sacrifice the consciousness of self, which is my entire curse of the fall, and my spirit would be all that remains. But I've never experienced that because fears hold me back from a greater commitment in God. So I'm holding on to my little blankie and pacifier out here hiding behind the trees, which is hiding behind the brain with your consciousness on the outside of your brain. You're hiding from God in your own spirit. Bewitchment is the furthest from God after you believe in Jesus by putting your consciousness on the outside and hiding from Christ on the inside. That's why there's no growth in God unless you go onto the inside where God is. All that other growth is false growth. Yeah. False Christianity is the biggest business on planet Earth. It's a trillion dollar industry. The Horror of Babylon is only false Christianity. The Horror of ba Babylon the Great is only in Christianity, by the way. Babylon the Great. Babylon means religion. Babylon the Great is Christianity. Truth in you. And you got to come out of her, my people. What does it mean? You got to get into your spirit. The coming out of Babylon the Great is getting out of your soul, sinking it down into the crystal sea. Revelation 17 and 18. She got sunk. How did she get sunk? Because the prophets, I'm bringing her down, the Bible says, because of the prophets and apostles. What did they do? Taught the body correctly, God inside minded, development of spirit to annihilate the soul and flesh. They killed the goat. That's how Babylon the Great falls, which is Christianity falling. False Christianity is Babylon the Great. Soulish Christianity, what everyone struggles with and I'm struggling, is because you're Babylon the Great. I'm Babylon the Great. 
Great Babylon is carnal, soulish Christianity, and it has to come down through mature prophets and apostles teaching the spirit water. And it comes with a great baptism. It's called As It Was in the Days of Noah, which is the destruction of Christian religion as you know it, and charismatic religion as you know it, which most people are offensive of because they're just actually coming out of outer court charismatic, and now it's like all wrong. You know, it was a Roman Catholic 10 years ago, and I, listen, man, the Holy Ghost goes from glory to glory. He, if, he, if he shocked you with the truth all at once, you'd physically die. You'd have a brain aneurysm. You'd have a heart attack. You can only take it in small bites. It's a meal. The marriage supper of the Lamb is eating revelation with every bite. Glory to glory is bite after bite, meal after meal. Just have your daily meal. Tomorrow's will be stronger if you can handle today's, if you can keep it down and not go to the bathroom and regurgitate. You need to keep all the food in your spirit because then your spirit will conquer your soul. You know, people will tune in and they just put it in their soul. The soul only handles a little bit. It's an old wineskin. That's an old, it'll burst, the Bible says. So when they burst, that's when they leave Red Litter Ministries. You know, we've seen about 100,000 people do that because we break old wineskins. That's part of the process. Later on, they'll go out there, they'll have to learn the hard way because they don't have internal revelation of the new wineskin of the spirit in the belly. So you have to break the old wineskin. A lot of people trying to fill the old wineskin, aren't they? That's why you're broken. And it's not a good kind of broken. He wants to get you healed. God's not breaking you. He's healing you. He's making you whole. So you're actually not laboring in vain, which is fixing the old wineskin, healing the old wineskin. You actually have nothing to do with the old. And you're only putting it in the new. The new wineskin is in your belly. The new wineskin is your spirit. And if you feed and fill the new wineskin, guess what? It can't burst, which means that spiritual development is the ever-increasing glory of the new wineskin. The new wineskin is the new creature. So the new creature is a creature of wine. So anytime the new creature comes forth, it can't come forth except by wine. And the wine represents joy. It can't come forth any other way. You ain't gonna get a spirit being that's born again of spirit and water out through the dead soul except through joy. So the joy of the Lord is our strength because the strength of the spirit of might is what created the spirit. Everything on top of that is just Satan robbing you dry. And so, you know what we need? Annihilation. I pray for a, the annihilation of fire. You don't have to wait another 20 years living a soulish, delusional life. You get it tonight. It burns tonight. I am actually going to walk amongst the seven golden lampstands. I'm going to walk amongst the seven spirits of God. Amen. What is living in the kingdom? 
You know, no one lives in the kingdom unless their brain is in their spirit. You realize all the word of God is to get your brain and your spirit. What are the keys of the kingdom, the keys of David? I am the roots of David. What is the keys of David? Getting into your spiritual roots. What are your spiritual roots? The genealogies of Jesus Christ. Of the Son of God, birthing the Son of God, getting into your spiritual stomach and the roots of David into your spirit. Using the keys of David. The Word of God is the keys of David. The sword of the Spirit are the keys of David. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God are the keys of the kingdom. Where are you going? What are the doors that no one can lock that get loose and open the seven scrolls? It's the soul within you. It's going into your spirit. It's unlocking the human spirit which is not really a human spirit, but how, how else do you teach these things? It's the it's the new creature's spirit. You have to work within the grid of their ability to hear and understand, which is, you know, that's why Jesus spoke at a, basically a kindergarten level, because they could understand advanced mysteries, and it wasn't about big vocab, it was about the faith to transport the mind back into the kingdom. He didn't care about impressing people, he cared about translating people. He wasn't here for just a, a ministry show, he didn't care about that. He didn't care about anything that they did in church. First day of ministry, he got kicked out of his home church in Nazareth and they tried to kill him. He wasn't about ministry, he was about translating people's minds into the kingdom. He says, I have come that you may be with my father in my father's house. The whole point is the sheep gate to the father. The meaning of Jesus Christ is to translate consciousness into the third heaven constantly and peg you there with enough revelation to never have another experience the rest of your life. To live in the fullness of his glory and the Lamb of God being your moon and God the Father being your son, which is the very external atmosphere of your soul, which means no more night. If the Lamb of God and the Father are the external atmosphere of your soul, you can't have negativity in your life. You can't have poverty in your life. You can't have sin in your life. You've been translated out of darkness into light progressively, not just spiritually, but morally and mentally and finally physically, which is putting on celestial garments. Put on celestial garments. First, you're going to have to put your heart into the melting pot of the roots of David. This is about where we're at. Dissolving our hearts. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with him along the way? Dissolving and annihilating our entire existence. Melting us down like a cauldron of manure. You know why our hearts melted walking with him? Because there's nothing good in there. Just dissolve the whole thing. Just burn it. You know what the animal sacrifice is? Your soul. Burn the whole thing. We choose if we're in the fire or out of the fire. Those who like their soul or guard their soul, they don't find it. That's what the Bible says. Those who lose their soul, guess what? They find their life. If you lose your life, Greek word soul, then you find your life, which is your soul. 
you find your spirit. Because there's no life in the soul. That's what the deception of the curse of the fall is. There's no life in your name. There's no life in your blood. Your blood is born dead. You're born with dead blood. There's no life in human blood. It's the River Nile. It's full of crocodiles and demons and ancestral curses. People are born so screwed up. You got to get born again into different blood. You be nurture the spirit from conception to be filled with the glory from the womb lest they get mom and dad's blood which is the curse of the fall that's why you got to get born again but i'm telling you in the future these ones will be born in zion the future is the reverse of the curse of pregnancy and childbirth pain and childbirth that's what god said in the garden all of that's reversed. What's the pain of childbirth? Is being born below. The born into pain and thorns and thistles and the fruits of the flesh, which are witchcraft and sorcery. Born of the red dragon. Now you're going to be born of the, the red seraphim, Jesus Christ. Isaiah 11:29, fire breathing Jesus. Amen. Fire breathing seraphim Jesus. Jesus Christ identifies as a man. In the New Testament, how many of y'all know he identifies as an angel in the Old Testament? What's his name? Angel of the Lord. One of the angels is Isaiah 11:29, which is the seraphim angel. You know who the chief of the seraphim is? Jesus. You know who the chief of the cherubim is? Jesus. You know who the chief of the sons of God is? Jesus, the son of the living God, the creator of everything. But he's also the angelic head of all angelic order. And you're in that order if you don't know you're an angel or not. But maturing in your spirit makes you of the highest class of angel-like beings called the sons of God. Luke chapter 20, it is written. Children of the resurrection are fully angel. And what is their body? It's the temple. It's the new covenant church. And when we come into a place of maturity, it'll melt down the four walls of all of the false horror of Babylon, Babylon, the great Christianity as you know it. But it's going to take the remnant here through the annihilation of the baptism of fire here, and that's what we signed up for. I'm thankful. I couldn't stand living in deception, knowing that there's more. I can't do it. I can't live blindfolded. Some people can because they love alcohol more than the Holy Spirit. They love sin more than God. They have idols. Listen, press in for those people. They're too weak to press in. Only champions press in. What makes you a champion is that you keep going. That you're always hungry for more. Jesus Christ Wheaties, breakfast of champions. You're eating in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Even when you're blessed in every area, you're still pressing in. Just consistent because you're, you have wisdom. Wisdom is always pressing into the spirit and never complacent, never satisfied. More, more, more. I'm going deeper today. It's an endless discovery. I'm not going to settle for just having a good life and being blessed, having a good job, having a good family. I'm going to go deep and press into the things of fire that are going to be controversial to turn all that stuff upside down. Where the family starts questioning me now. We had peace until you pressed into that level. Now we think you're a freaking heretic. Now we know you've gone too far because you're challenging our complacency. You're challenging our lukewarmness. You're exposing us as the Laodicean Church of America. Well, that's true. The hearts of all men shall be laid bare by the champions of the God inside mindedness. You know how you burn a person's ugly heart to the surface? 
And this is how you actually get delivered, by burning up the soul. You burn up your soul, guaranteed you'll burn up everyone around you. That's what chooses your friends. The burning sacrifice. The burnt offering. Anyone that doesn't want to be a burnt offering won't even be able to stand your presence. They'll be finding demons. They'll be finding sins. They'll find a church that's as lukewarm as they are. They'll find people that allow them to live complacent. They'll find a Laodicean church of a Babylon the Great. They'll pat them on the back and say, self-love, you're okay. We're sorry those radical prophets hurt your feelings. God the Father's not. God the Father is going to annihilate your feelings so you can feel God the Father instead of you. You're the only thing blocking you from feeling more of God. God's going to baptize you in fire. I've come to bring fire. What is fire for? Burning everything. Burning all consciousness of self. Burning all selfishness of the animal nature on earth away. Until there's so much fire down here, you can't even think about yourself. You can only think about others and the fire of God. Man, this fire is nice today. Oh, the wine is strong today. You begin to talk and obsess about the glory. Everyone in the sanctuary whom this happens to cries glory continuously. What does it mean to cry glory continuously? Only aware of the glory. The evidence of the baptism of fire is having no more self-awareness and no more selfishness, only aware of the glory and maintaining the glory, serving the glory, pleasuring the glory, for the glory is God the Father with you. He is the cloud by day and the fire by night. It's the person of God. Serving the glory cloud is our full-time job. Presence in cloud and power of the Holy Spirit, what do you want today? I want a flood of grace. I want grace so strongly that it drowns the immorality of this generation. I want a pleasure of the cloud so strong that the immorality of Jezebel can't hold them back from knowing my presence in the cloud. That the accuser of the brethren is not shutting them down from a superior heavenly pleasure because they think they're too dirty. Like, oh, I gotta clean up before I go into that holy cloud. No. No, grace is what cleans you up. Pour it on your head. I'm gonna pour my grace out on all flesh, and all flesh is undeserving equally. Good flesh, bad flesh, ugly flesh, it don't matter. What matters is the measure of grace, which is how much you actually know Him on the inside. If there's no outpouring, if the outpouring can be shut down because that sin offends me. That sin is so terrible, they don't get grace, they get judgment. Listen, you don't have a revelation of God. You don't have a revelation of the throne. The white throne judgment seat of God is the throne of grace. Doesn't mean there's not consequences for sin. What are the consequences for sin? Luke 15 tells you that you have to go eat for your spirit when you go back home, boy. You've been eating out of the pig trough, which is demonic influence. If you want to go home to dad and live in the glory, you're going to have to eat the truth. Anyone that doesn't eat the truth can't live inside God's kingdom because you're only in the kingdom through the spirit of truth. And the spirit of truth shall lead you into all truth and I will send him. He will be your paraclete, your comforter, your helper, your everything. He'll form inside you and outside you a very armor, the armor of the Holy Spirit. The, ar the fruits of the spirit become the armor of the spirit. 
So you're covered in joy. You're covered in love. You're covered in drunken glory. The Bible says your head drips fresh oil. You're covered in the oil of joy. The anointing is an armor of the internal Holy Spirit. Out of your belly flows the armor of God. Put on the armor of light, which means put on Christ in you through revelation on the outside of you and your body gets sandwiched from the inner man and the outer man by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so you're going to look at what the the Holy Ghost is doing inside your spirit and you're going to look at what the Holy Ghost is doing outside your body working on this mess of human DNA and he's going to burn it up every day no matter how stupid you are. That's the revelation of grace. He will continue to work on you when you think you're a lost cause. Because the brain is so clueless, it doesn't even understand what the spirit or the angels are even doing half the time. That's why you got to sit under prophets who have revelation so you can understand the process a little better. When you think he's not working and you're just all messed up and just judging yourself unrighteous, that's the exposure of sin. The Bible says that's when the spirit's present. I send forth my spirit to convict of sin righteousness of judgment which is the consciousness of the weakness of the flesh as he's working in the spirit and on the outside of the body at the same time Luke 17 21 the kingdom of God is in you and around you and you're caught in the middle of the kingdom and he's madly in love with you and love changes you God's love transforms you and he will never stop loving you it's against his nature it's not possible the issue is can you just be quiet and be still in your mind and let the process work on you and flow with it and stop resisting the spirit who's transforming you internally and externally. A lot of people, they get so much demonic influence, they just shut down the whole process and walk away and say it's too big of a project. You know, I can't, my, my life is just too out of whack. I've, I've been a mess since I was born. I was, I was offered on an altar to Satan as a satanic offering as a baby. God, there's no hope for me. He's working on the inside. He's working on the outside. Oh my goodness. You think this stuff is hard for God? The Bible says all things are easy for God. The Bible says everything's easy for God. There's not, there's not a hard person here for God. There's not a case too, too hard for God. You could be the leader of the Sinaloa cartel. You're easy. Shorty Guzman, easy. I mean, m- mafia, easy. Prostitute, crackhead, easy. Everything is so easy for the Holy Ghost. You need to understand how good the Holy Ghost is. He's going to clean you up. If you could just rest in His power tonight, let the prophetic word just do surgery in your mind and get you to do the dead man's float in the New Jerusalem moat and just go on a river cruise like Huckleberry Finn with your corn cob pipe. Just lay down in your canoe and let the Mississippi carry you away. You've seen the anime. Spirited away. Ghibli Studios. Ghibli Glory. You just lay down in your canoe, which is your body, and I know you're already doing that. But your spirit just rests in the process. Resting during sanctification. Soaking. That's why soaking is so important. You can soak all the time. You should. You can always be in an absorption ecstasy. Why? Because you have the throne of glory beaming out of you and you're soaking more into your bones every moment. No on and off switch for this. You can't turn the river off. You just get your mind out of the river and deceive yourself and callous your heart. 
So that's enough river for today. Or if you just flow, guess what? The, the river just flows through you the same way all the time. The river never changes. The river is what renews your mind. We need revelations of the river flowing out of our spirit. That's Christ in you. He's coming invisibly. You know, second coming is invisible. He's already here. The parousia happened a hundred years ago. I know he's still coming. You know, the theologians out there all... Yeah, he's still coming. Okay. The parousia, the word for coming in the Greek means an ever-increasing presence. The parousia, or the second coming, began at Azusa Street. They were in the presence so strong, they're playing hide-and-go-seek and 15 feet away you couldn't even see your, your brother and sister in Christ because the presence so thick in the place. You just grab the presence and paint body parts on people. Time to play hide-and-go-seek in the glory. That glory is there in the invisible. It's made visible when you turn inward. Turning your mind inward materializes it on the inside. The reason why the Shekinah is not physically manifest is because 99% of Christians are totally bewitched and God outside-minded. If you turn your mind inward to Christ in you, the glory, the Bible says all the glory is in your belly. Guess what happens if you put your brain into your, the glory of Christ in your belly? It becomes an external cloud. The only switch for the manifest glory that will renew the whole earth is getting the believers, God inside-minded, to look at Jesus inside their own spirit. 99% of Christians don't even know where their spirit is and have never even found their spirit. All of their Christianity is soulish, which is Babylon the Great. So the remnant is those who pressed into the spirit that are going to melt down the externalism, which is save the world. This is how you save the world, by constantly going inward and bringing more living water so that the soulishness of Christianity gets baptized in the presence. And when it's baptized, they become teachable. You know how people get teachable? When they're baptized in the glory. The glory is the realization that I don't have intelligence apart from the manifest presence. There's no intelligence apart from the manifest glory. Zero. It's all madness. It's all insanity. The glory is the mind of Christ. You're only as smart as you are glorified. What does glorified mean? Fill your inner man with glory. And you share with the divine intelligence. That's God the Father's genius in liquid bright substance, liquid glory on the inside. It's liquid intelligence. God doesn't have a body. You know, God doesn't have a brain. You know that? Angels don't have brains. Archangel Michael doesn't have a brain. Uriel doesn't have a brain. Sophia doesn't have a brain. No angels have brains. Okay? Intelligence is only angelic. Otherwise, it's dumb as a rock. Because the brain is literally a rolling stone. It's a rock. This is the place of sorcery, the controlling of brains. This is where angels manipulate nations by keeping people in the brain. That's the place of the skull where Satan was defeated. What's Satan's power? Only the carnal mind, the intelligence of the brain, is being locked in the devil's kingdom. If we can annihilate the brain to liquid angelic intelligence, an intelligence that you have, and I have, and we all have, is in the liquid glory, you have the bright morning star in you as your intelligence, and you can never be deceived or manipulated again. Now, the measurement of true eternal intelligence is measured correctly, by how much glory is inside the vessel. That's how smart they are angelically. Not every angel is the same intelligence. They vary in intelligence 
according to the brightness of the glory of the Father in their spirit. Every spirit is a different radiance. Romans 9, 10, and 11, everything differs in radiance and different glories. There's the glory of the animal, which is the intelligence of the animal. There's the glory of man, the glory of woman, the intelligence of man and woman. But then there's the glory of the Son of God, the mind of Christ. That is our promised land. The intelligence, the liquid glory. It's how you rule every uh, every corporation, every congregation. It's how you rule every city and nation. You know who rules every city and nation? Whoever's the smartest. And you are only smart in the intelligence of the liquid glory. Angelic intelligence is what will rule the world. And that's what you're getting trained in by the sacrifice of the skull, carnal, demonic, satanic intelligence, which is not intelligence at all. It's just the manipulation of the fallen angels because none of them believe that anyway. Truth in you. So the curse of the fall goes away when the brain's baptized in the glory. Amen. Uh, uh, uh. People are like, well, I got brain dead and drugs. I'm benefited. No, you're not. No, that doesn't help you at all. The only thing that helps you is if you're open to spiritual intelligence. No sin helps you at all, grown Christ. It's not, it might break you down, school of hard knocks, and it did for me, but it didn't, didn't benefit me. The occult didn't benefit me. You know what benefited me? Jesus, the intelligence of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you have the deep secrets of Satan. Revelation chapter 2 says it's terrible. You don't need any of that junk. What you need is the knowledge of the glory. What you mean, what's the knowledge of the glory? The intelligence of the glory. People say, how much knowledge do you have? And they say, that's how smart you are. What's the knowledge of the glory? Smart on liquid light. You're smart on liquid light. You want to make smart decisions in life for business, for, for every aspect of a better life on earth, the Zoe life on earth, you need the liquid light intelligence, the river intelligence, the seven golden lamps and intelligence, the seven star intelligence, the seven spirits of God, the rainbow of the mind of Christ intelligence, and he is requiring you giving up your brain to the glory fire. That's the trade we make. Everything dead and wrong, everything we've been taught religiously in Babylon, for the glory. It's the best trade you'll ever make with your life. And the glory will rise in you. Ankle deep, knee deep, shoulder deep, then swimming in the stuff. Ezekiel 47 is growing in angelic intelligence. What's the temple? The throne of God. Nobody's smarter than God. It means that out from the throne will flow rivers of divine intelligence. Amen. I got tons of verses for it too. You're in trouble. All you doubters out there are coming after you. We're going to go back into the Amplified Classic. Spiritual intelligence is also known as wisdom. Not too many verses, so it won't be too bad. Uh, uh, Acts 6.10. Check this out. Acts 6.10. But they were not able to resist the intelligence and the wisdom and the inspiration of the Spirit with with which and by Stephen spoke. The glowing of his face, the Bible says, was divine intelligence. He was speaking out of the glory intelligence, the knowledge of the glory, which the Bible calls wisdom. Spiritual intelligence, brain zero, doesn't mean that you're dumb. It means that you're as smart as God is. And you understand the brain and the weaknesses of the brain, so you love unconditionally, obviously. 
but you're also no longer using this thing to practice the curse of the fall. You're using this thing here to conquer the fall and to speak out of your spirit words that crucify the mind so that the listeners can be saved by transferring. Salvation is a transfer from carnal intelligence to spiritual intelligence. If you want to stay saved, you have to stay in glory intelligence. If you go back, you get twice as dumb. You see that all the time. It's the hardness of heart. Having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh, bewitchment is going into the devil's intelligence after believing in Jesus. Now you're just like the fallen angels. And there, there is no longer any salvation for those people, the Bible says. Truth and now. Colossians 3.16, let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your hearts and your minds and dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things and as you sing psalms. Singing is intelligent now. You get your song, your spirit song singing. They say, the smarter you are, the greater your sense of humor. That's a psychological thing, which is garbage, but it's true in the kingdom that the more bright you are, the more joyful you are. The more knowledge of the glory, the more joy will be beaming through your personality. The more spiritual intelligent, the more joy. That's why Enoch's the happiest person in heaven, because he sacrificed all earthly intelligence for spirit intelligence. He walked with God. He walked with the Spirit of God and counted all intelligence as spirit. And the curse of the fall is nothing, and he just walked right into heaven. Which was a lateral thing. He did it on earth. He just went invisible. Which means if you can walk into heaven, it's not far away. Just keep walking. Amen? You don't need to fly up to Nibiru. It's not on Mars. It's on Earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Not on Jupiter as it is in heaven. On Earth as it is in heaven. Come on. Second Peter 1.5 For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in... Ex exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy, <laughs> Holy Ghost speedballs, and in exercising virtue, development, knowledge, intelligence, which is spiritual intelligence. So the most, the last thing, let's just walk in in righteousness, is that all intelligence is in your spirit. That's that's the weos of God. And then from that place, fellowship with the Father, and when the Father sees it, ruling the world. In God's timing, not in ours. You just enjoy the Father. That's your full-time job. Amen. Revelation 4, 6, in front of the throne, there were also what looked like transparent glassy sea, as of crystal. And around the throne, in the center at each side of the throne, were four living creatures, beings, who were full of eyes in front and behind, with intelligence as to what is before and at the end. Eyes of your spirit, eyes of your heart, which is vision and intelligence of past, present, and future. I am that I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, 
Now, what does the Bible say requires intelligence? The Bible says the Bible requires intelligence to understand the Bible. But not brain intelligence, spiritual intelligence. Read this, this is one, you need this. Revelation 13, 18. Here is room for discernment, a call for the wisdom of interpretation. Let anyone who has intelligence, penetration and insight enough, calculate the number of the beast, for it is a number of, of a human, the number of a certain man, his number is 666. Which means, unless you have spiritual intelligence, which means living as an angel, not an animal, just forget understanding numerology. <laughs> but you can have fun with it. You don't have to be perfect. But your failures as the animal tries to apply spiritual things carnally and fails miserably because it's not for the carnal man. They know it's not the things of the spirit. The spirit man only discerns. The failure of the soulish man develops the intelligence of the spirit man because only Christ in your spirit can bear the image of God and come into maturity. Maturity is only of the spirit and the soul is constantly astonished that it benefits nothing from spiritual development. It only gets a bigger cross and crucifixion of its goat nature. Last one. And then you'll be fully, fully annihilated for the night. <laughs> Revelation 17.9, this calls for a mind to consider that it is packed with wisdom and intelligence. It is something for a particular mode of thinking and judging of thoughts, feelings, and purposes. The seven heads are seven hills upon which the woman is sitting. It's the soul sitting upon the external realm of flesh. It's the control of the carnal mind. It's the, simply the carnal mind. And there are also seven kings, five of them who have been fallen. Five senses. One still exists and is reigning. Probably lust of the eyes. The other, the seventh, has not yet appeared. And when he does arrive, he must stay but a brief time. And as for the beast that once was, but now is no more, he himself is an eighth ruler, king, head. He is of the seven and belongs to them, and he goes to perdition. Also, the ten horns that you observe are ten rulers and kings who have as yet received no royal dominion, but together they are to receive power and authority as rulers for a single hour along with the beast. Which means the earth is only ruled by the flesh in God's judgment for one hour. In the, in the spectrum of eternity, the rulership of wrongdoing on the earth through man and woman is only one hour of time in the scope of eternity. It's nothing. Isn't that good? They will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will triumph over them, for He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. The flesh will wage war against the Spirit, but the Spirit 
will be victorious over them because in your spirit is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Jesus, for all your victories already imparted into each and every spirit, in each and every belly at the sound of my voice. Now let their souls be annihilated into the victory of Christ in their spirit, and their bodies be covered in the clothing of the Lamb of God in their bellies and the full armor of light that they would walk up the mountain of the Lord, sacrificing their souls and their minds and their earthly nature every day progressively for the development of their spirit, for the image bearing of Yahweh on their eternal faces in Jesus' mighty name. Amen! <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen, amen. If you're blessed by this ministry, partner with us. Become financial partners. Where your money is, there your heart will be also. Fastest way to grow is financial obedience, sacrificing all the care of the natural man for the care of the spirit man valuing the development of the spirit more highly than the natural in jesus name trusting god with your money number one form of faith that you trust god as your provider financially be revelatory and revelation led in your giving get an unction hear a number inside your spirit talk to god about what you should you should do in partnering with red letter ministries god how can i help Red Letter Ministries? How can I tithe and give offerings to this ministry? How can I be a benefit? Hear and obey. God will always bless you when you hear him clearly and obey his voice. The evidence that you love God is that you obey him and it's tested financially. Jesus tested his people how much they loved him by how obedient they were financially. That's in the Bible all over the place and it just oh causes people so much irritation. Get over it. Get over it and begin honoring and loving God financially. Getting financially obedient. Start tithing. It's not a have to. It's not under the law. It's a get to. Which means it can go from 10 to 40%. Because it's not under law, which means it's, it can go all the way up to 90%. You still have a million dollars in your bank account. There's many men and women who have that breakthrough already in the world. They can live off of 10% of their income because they're flooding the apostles and the prophets with their income. What is money for? For the king. Jesus for his rulership of the earth. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 5, all finances and money are to be given to the Lamb of God. And whoever has the Lamb of God most formed in their souls, they're leading this whole thing. Those are your prophets and apostles. Those are the ones that you tithe and give offerings to for the advancement of God's kingdom. The purpose of making money is not for taking care of yourself. It's for taking care of the kingdom. And you have to have a kingdom mindset in order to grow your spirit. Otherwise, your spirit will never grow and you'll remain selfish and immature all the rest of your life. So, Father, speak to every heart. 
to develop them, to get them into financial prosperity and financial obedience in Jesus' name and bless every giver, every cheerful giver. Let oil, let wine, let help, let angels go to them and help them. We need a lot of help to obey. The ministry and spirits are sent to help you obey the Word of God and the will of God. And the soul often is stubborn and says no for a long time before it's obedient. It's not like, oh, instant obedience. It's usually stubbornness. Usually you get stubbornness. After a while, the stubbornness through angels and the preaching of the word and the softening of heart and the goodness of God and the glory of God, it softens the mind and it softens the heart to flow with the Holy Ghost because you trust Him and you know Him and you're maturing in your relationship with Him and you're going from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Glory. Uh, Cedric, can we get something Jewish a little bit? Something a little. <laughs> I think we're going to need the drums too. Is that okay? Shando brande ke sombande andete se amande emande ro shande ke ame. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. An oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let me put some. Come on, declare it. Say, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of 
joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare it. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of God. 